Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Max. In our last episode, we talked about goal setting. Now, who's responsible for setting those goals? You are. And who's responsible for achieving those goals? Also you. On the flip side, who will also be responsible for failing to achieve those goals? This is where we struggle and hesitate to shout out, oh, me, 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 as enthusiastically as before, because this is a pain point for us. We don't want to admit that we were responsible for failing. So we make excuses, point fingers, whatever it takes for us not to take responsibility for something unpleasant. Or if we do take responsibility, it can often be beating ourselves up for not achieving things or letting people walk all over us in the name of forgiveness. So today we're talking about personal responsibility, why it's important in your personal growth and how to take responsibility in healthy ways. Welcome to the Dealing With It podcast. If you feel like you're on the stationary bike of life and can't get off, this show's for you. We'll help you ditch your counterproductive habits, build rewarding relationships, and set goals you'll actually reach. Whether you're a workaholic or just getting by, we'll help you get out of your own way and create a life you love. Are you ready to start dealing with it? So to start off, what is personal responsibility? Well, basically, we're responsible for and in control of the way we feel, respond, and act. And in the same way, we're not responsible for how other people feel and act. I think this comes up a lot, especially, you know, when dealing with other people or in conflict is you're always saying, no, they made me feel this way. They did this thing that made me upset and it's their fault. So personal responsibility actually puts the control back into your hands. Or we can go the complete other way of taking all the responsibility when it's not really our place to do that. We can, you know, get mad at ourselves or feel bad about ourselves for, you know, stuff that also involved other people and was not all our fault. We can feel like we're really dumb or that we're just too sensitive. It can be a whole range of things. Yeah, and I think personal responsibility is about holding yourself accountable. So being able to say, yeah, you know what? I played a role in this. That was me. I'll take that one on. I'll wear that. But again, as you were saying, it's also about holding other people accountable. You can't just take all of that onto you because that's not fair. And that's not how you, you know, resolve things with people and make connection if you're always the one taking all the responsibility. Yeah, I agree. And I think one big thing about, you know, holding yourself accountable is to be focusing on learning, not always being right or doing the best thing, but to always be learning. If you can frame it more in that way, it becomes a lot easier to be like, I see how I did something wrong or may have contributed to something negative happening than just being like, oh, I either did something right or did something wrong. It's no, I see I could have done something better. And so for next time, now I know. Mm -hmm. And I like the way you say, you know, put it in a frame of learning because then it makes it easier to take both the credit, you know, that's the easiest thing is, yep, that was awesome and that was all me, you know what I mean? But it also, it's easier to say, yeah, I take the blame and responsibility for that one, but it's okay because I'm learning. It doesn't have to be a negative thing to take the blame for something. Yeah, and I think to sort of build on that, you make a good point of, the two, I think, extremes that happen are people who are happy to take the credit but will never take the blame 
or people, you know, get that kind of imposter syndrome feeling of never wanting to take any credit. So our goal is to be in the middle, to take both the credit you deserve and the blame and responsibility you deserve and not to be at those extremes. Absolutely. And it's very easy for us, as we were saying before, to point fingers and blame others and take absolutely no responsibility. But as you mentioned, it's about learning. And if we do this, then it doesn't help us to move forward. Yeah. And I think one other thing that happens, particularly in interpersonal conflict, is we get into this habit of wanting to be right. But the thing is, even if you quote unquote win and you get to be right, that doesn't make you any happier. And it certainly does not make the other person feel good. So learning to do better and learning that connection and learning is more important than being right will really help you move forward. Yeah, at the end of the day, we make our own choices. The person on the other side of a conflict you may have is making their own choices as are you. You can say, I'm actually not going to let this one get to me. And you have the power to either choose that route and say, hey, let's resolve this, you know, and see what your role was. Or you can go the other way and say, no, I'm actually deciding to hold a grudge. I'm deciding to be angry. But just knowing that personal responsibility emphasizes that we make our own choices and we're responsible for how we act. And Absol feel. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So I think at the end, to sort of summarize what we all already said, personal responsibility is not putting all the blame on other people, but it's also not putting all of the blame on you. So especially on that side, it's not negative self-talk or hating yourself or never pushing other people to take responsibility. And I think personal responsibility comes from confidence and that willingness to learn and strong values. The other, the extremes you get, I think, come from fear. They come from, you know, believing that if we admit we're wrong, we're somehow worth less, or we already believe we're worth less. So we just assume everything is our fault when it's not. So why is acknowledging personal responsibility important? Well, it helps us to identify where we have control, which is our thoughts, our actions, and our assumptions. So if we look at a situation where someone did something to make you upset, we don't necessarily control our feelings or our reactions that we have to that situation, but we do control the thoughts around the situation, our outward actions, and our assumptions about the other person. I wanna talk a little bit about what we don't control, but I wanna make a really interesting point here about control. I think people tend to try to control all the things you can't control and tend to assume we can't control all the things we can. What I mean by that is things you can't control are your feelings, your automatic reactions, you can't control other people or the circumstances. You can't control what happens and people do try to con like control all of those things. Whereas when you, where you can you do have some control. It's not complete control, but you can learn to work with your thoughts, question your actions, your assumptions and your beliefs. And that is where we have some control. And a lot of people think that their thoughts and beliefs are fact when they're not. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that people try to control what they can't and vice versa, because I think that's why 
a lot of us feel out of control because we're trying to control the things that we actually can't control and we're not focusing on what we really can control. So that was a really interesting point. So personal responsibility lets you in on how you contributed to a situation and whether that's positive or negative. Like you could have positively contributed to a situation and it went really well. You could pat yourself on the back for that. You may have even diverted something that could have potentially been upsetting to you or other parties, um, but it actually went well because you knew you could control your outward actions towards them. But you can also reflect on how you may have negatively impacted a situation, which I also, also think is super important because when you can reflect, take a step back and reflect on the negative contribution you made to a situation, then you can think about it and think about how you can approach a situation differently in the future so that it can have a positive impact. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what you're saying. It's it's important because th this is learning. This is how you learn to handle things better is by reflecting and saying, I see how I may have made that situation worse than it already was. Because if you are all, always saying, well, someone else did something and it made me upset and so it's their fault, you're always going to be the victim. You have no control. You can't do anything there. Um, one other point, I small point I want to make, and this kind of goes back to the goal setting thing, though. If, if you realize in your reflection that you have negatively impacted the situation, your goal next time isn't to be completely opposite. It's not to handle it perfectly. It's not to be, you know, completely who you are not. It's if you realize you did something negatively, next time it's to do it a little less negatively. You know, those baby steps. Change does not happen overnight and a little less negative is still positive. Absolutely. It's in the positive direction. Yeah. So that's what we aim for. Yeah, and you can, with personal responsibility, you can identify the part that you played in a success or a failure, kind of what I was talking about before. And so you can either reflect on how to continue to succeed or reevaluate how to proceed if you did encounter a failure. And this can be in a situation with other people as we've talked about before, but it can also be in a situation that only has to do with you, right? Personal responsibility isn't just about interacting with others. It's about taking responsibility for yourself. If you succeeded at something, that's awesome. How did you do that? How are you gonna keep succeeding? Like that was on you, right? That was your responsibility. If you failed, how are you gonna proceed? How are you gonna bounce back? How are you gonna change things so that you can hopefully see success in the future, you know? This is also a part of personal responsibility. Yeah, and I think you make a good point that I want to elaborate a little more on is it's great to reflect on things whether they went well or not. I think we tend to spend a lot more time reflecting on what doesn't go well, but it is equally as useful to reflect on why things worked and why things didn't. Like failure can be just as um, good for learning as success, if not more, but it is still important that we reflect on when things went well. I think this is particularly, you know, in interpersonal relationships. If a relationship is working really well, it can be great to reflect and say, what here is working really well, just because you are still learning from that. And in the future, you can try to continue that or replicate it in other relationships. 
I think it's also something that we fixate on is when we fail, we're like, okay, how do I fix this? How do I get better or whatever? I think we're less likely to reflect on successes, right? Yeah. Like we want to fix when things went wrong, but we don't reflect on successes and we don't really reflect on how can we make this even better? Yeah, and I think a, a great example is you and I are both sort of soon or in the process of trying to start our own businesses. And that is insanely important when you launch something or announce something to look at what worked and what didn't because success is basically failing a bunch and doing more of what works and doing less of what didn't work, essentially. Totally. Now, to move on to the more personal reflection aspect, personal responsibility also helps you identify the part that your thoughts and your subconscious beliefs play in a situation. You do have some control over your thoughts and subconscious beliefs, but they're like deeply ingrained habits. It takes work to change them. You can't change them immediately, but you can change them. And one thing that can come up when you have a situation where there's conflict is it that can be a really good place to reflect and say what is this showing me that i need to work on particularly if someone upsets you because that upset is triggering some kind of hurt spot inside you that maybe you need to look at a little bit more closely or you need to work on more so that it's not such a hurt spot next time yeah and i just want to add on to that is we all have these hurt spots in us, right? I mean, our subconscious beliefs and like negative thoughts come up because they're from previous experiences, like especially trauma, like that stuff stays with you. So if you're dealing with someone and something comes up where it wasn't necessarily their doing that made you upset, but it brought something up from your past, it's okay to talk with that person and say, hey, I feel like I'm a bit disproportionately upset. Like it wasn't your action that made me go from zero to 100, but I've had previous experiences like this, so this is really touchy for me. And oftentimes when you're close with them, like that will end up like connecting you even further, but just know that you don't have to take that responsibility all on you. Like you can share it with the other person and it honestly might help them understand like your level of upset. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to reconnect with someone because something that can be really difficult. I'm I'm going to speak from sort of the my own personal example of romantic relationships because that's a a big place for me. But when you can identify that something that was hurt in the past is coming up and that is why, you know, I often feel like my reactions to things are very disproportionate, but for example, for me, like I know that I have a lot of hurt spots around feeling secure in relationships because quite a long time ago I was in a relationship that was very insecure. It was like I did not feel safe in that relationship and that become has become a huge thing for me where it's really important for me to feel that way. And if I don't feel safe in my relationships, I get very, very upset and often like it can feel very disproportionate when, you know, my current partner does something very small and I feel like I explode about it, but it's not actually about what he did. It's about how it poked an issue I already had. 
Yeah, I think this is a great topic to just carry on over to the next point that we wanted to make, which was how does personal responsibility help to resolve conflict? So sometimes situations arise where we really think that we're right and we feel that we absolutely played no part in a situation and maybe don't even know why the other person's upset. Like, I did not do anything. Why are you upset? What the heck's going on? But personal responsibility helps us take into account our own response and actions so that we can consider how these may have contributed to the outcome. So kind of touching on what we were just talking about with like romantic relationships and, you know, poking hurt spots and all that, like, If you know your partner well, for example, you might be able to think back, even just back to this morning. It's like, okay, I know they're kind of touchy about this, or, oh, I actually know that something happened and maybe I wasn't there for them the way they needed. Like you can kind of realize where your actions may have played a part in this. Not that you're to blame, but just know that you may have played a role in their reaction. Yeah, I have a a great example of this, which is you and I. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we we very rarely get into conflict. When we do get into conflict, I think it's usually because you have been you're stressed out because of external circumstances mm-hmm. and things that I do that usually maybe bother you a little bit but you let go feel really magnified, mm-hmm. but it's like the the real source has nothing to do with me, but it can still yeah. fall on me. And because I feel like I'm not doing anything wrong, I can sort of just push back because I feel like I'm being blamed when it's not totally. fair. And it kind of becomes a whole yeah. a whole thing when it doesn't maybe need to be. We're getting better. Yeah. No, that We're is a great example. That's a great example. <laughs> like if someone's stressed out about work or school, which is oftentimes me, yeah. And it's like I maybe, you know, just sweep some things under the rug with you. Like we don't have exactly the same living standards. So sometimes you'll, I don't know, leave something out or not do a chore or whatever. And yeah, if I'm having a normal day, then I just say whatever, that's just you and we coexist and it's fine. But yeah, yeah, if I'm in the middle of exams, which was our most recent blow up, then yeah, you're like, I'm just living my everyday life. Like, what do you mean? This never bothers you. And it's like, well, I had... A, B, C, D, E, pile up, and now that's bothering me. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, I I agree. And I think especially because that's a good example of one where it's really, it's not really either of our faults. It's not that I did anything wrong by living the way that I live or that you did anything wrong by being stressed out. It's just that in that situation, you know, often in in those situations when I know you're really stressed out, I will take it upon myself to extend extra, you know, kindness and gentleness. Mm -hmm. And that usually helps because it helps alleviate a little bit of that stress for you. Totally. But in saying that, like, when you blame others, when I blame you, I just give away the power to feel better. Yeah. You know, like I'm putting all my control, all my eggs into your basket and I'm like, fix this. But that often does not help. Yeah, I think... That, that is an interesting thing, thing of, you know, I, and I think we are getting better at being less obsessed with being right and more connecting, but it's hard. And most people are still stuck on, even me often, mm-hmm. 
on the being right thing. So it's like, even though I'm getting better at reaching out to you when I know you're really stressed out, it doesn't always happen. And if you're always expecting the other person to reach out to you, you're putting all of the responsibility on them. And if they don't do it, you're going to resent them and you give away all your power, as Lindsay was just saying. Exactly. Like conflict is very seldomly one-sided. Like once you've gotten to the point of conflict, both parties have played some part. Like just as we just explained, like you just went about your daily messy tendencies and I was stressed and that bothered me. So still like even just removing that, like you had a messy tendency, I was stressed. Like we both now played a part in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, And if you're too stubborn or too proud to admit your role in the conflict, it will never get resolved. Like, I think in that situation, you, I was like A-level stress, like on fire. And you, you know, extended your branch of kindness and you went a little further than I did. But afterwards, I did realize that I was actually just too stressed to deal with it. I actually was just shutting her out for a bit. I was like, no, forget this. I'm not dealing with it. But once I was able to say, you know what, I actually was really stressed and thank you for reaching out. Like we could kind of see where we both were coming from. Sometimes we mess up and some part of us knows we've messed up and we don't want to admit it. But another thing that can happen, and I know this because it happened to me lately, is sometimes you don't even realize the part you have played. So I'm in, you know, a really great relationship right now and we very rarely have conflict, but when we do, it always felt to me like my partner had done something wrong, had done something to upset me, and it was always on him to fix it. And it was only, you know, in the last one or two times we had small conflicts that I was like, you know, I don't think this is all on him. Because I was wondering, I was like, why is it that he's always the one to upset me? Why is he always the source of conflict? But that isn't what it is. It's not that he's the source of conflict because I'm the one getting upset, which means I'm still playing a role, even if it's just the role that my beliefs in my past experiences are playing into this situation. And doing that really helped me reconnect with him when we had conflict because I wasn't just expecting him to always fix it, which isn't fair. So... Sometimes it takes multiple reflections and multiple of the same situation happen before you even start to realize you may have played a part in Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in that case, like personal responsibility helps us acknowledge our mistakes so that we can use them as stepping stones. But yeah, it may take a couple of times and then all of a sudden a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like I actually, you know, do play a role in this. I can do something about this. And then you can use that to incrementally get better at dealing with that situation. Yeah. One little funny thing to point out here is Lindsay and I are both like the daughters of lawyers and we are, we get really grumpy about not being right. We are like, we're getting a lot better, but it's still like, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm so bad at not being right. Or it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even matter. Sometimes it's like, doesn't matter who's right. Like I want to be right. But even sometimes me being wrong or not right doesn't even make the other person not right. It really just lets me let my guard down and then I can actually communicate and like resolve an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the other thing 
this is a huge problem that happens. I think this happens in a lot of relationships is when you are both caught up with being right and you both want the other person to do the work because you don't want to have to do the work, then you get stuck and you're just disconnected and you can't cross that bridge unless someone, you know, puts down the first plank and it's not fair to always expect it to be the other person. It should sometimes maybe be the other person, but it's it's kind of a it's give and take. I was right? just gonna say yeah, give it's take. give and take. Yeah. And you know, I wanna I wanna point out here, you know, sort of back to what we were talking about before about failure and stuff like that. But failure and mistakes and upsetting people even doesn't make you a bad person and it doesn't make you a failure. Everyone makes mistakes and failure is essential to our growth. If we always did everything right, we would never have anything to learn. We would never have any growing to do. And I think growing is the most interesting and worthwhile thing about life. Totally. And so as you can see, personal responsibility is kind of holding yourself accountable, but it doesn't mean that you don't hold other people accountable as well and you just sit there and take all the blame all the time. I think females especially fall into that tendency because society tells us that we need to be small and quiet and homemakers and all of that. So we more often tend to than males take that blame. But Personal responsibility just means that you understand where your feelings and reactions came from. Because as we were saying before, if you can't articulate how you felt in a situation and why, why is really important, especially for connecting with people and making your own reflections on a situation. So if you can't articulate how you felt in a situation and why, how can you communicate it to someone else and how can you get to that resolution and connection that we're ultimately all seeking? So I think we did get a little bit of our ahead of ourselves there, but that's okay because our next topic is going to be how does personal responsibility help us connect with others? Yeah, so again, we just chatted about conflict. So rolling with this and connection because that's often where we feel disconnected is when we have conflict with others. And if we can't resolve conflict because we can't take responsibility for our actions, then this just leaves us feeling incredibly disconnected. Like you can sit up there on your big throne of being right, but you're going to feel all alone. You're going to feel disconnected from whoever the conflict was with. Yeah, I think one of our base needs as human beings and as a social species of animals is connection. We need to feel connected to other people. And I was reading this great book um, in the summer. I believe it was called Hold Me Tight. I can't remember who the author was, unfortunately, but um, the author talked about how one of the best ways to look at conflict in any relationship, not just romantic relationships, is as a disconnect. So you're no longer feeling connected to that person. When we you know, have any kind of someone insults us or we realize they believe different things, that is what's happening is we are disconnecting from them on some level. And when you see the goal of resolving conflict to be you and the other person versus the disconnect instead of you versus the other person, it becomes a lot easier. You know, it becomes a collaborative effort of how do we reconnect rather than one of us has to be right and the other person has to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Taking personal responsibility, mm -hmm. it helps you 
both you and others understand why you respond and act in certain ways. We kind of touched on this before, but like if you can explain this to somebody else, they can better understand you, which then strengthens your relationship. And then it also helps them to understand how to respond to you. So we talked a bit about this when we were talking about like your hurt spots, you know, like past traumas. Like if someone knows you and you're able to articulate that to them, they can, you know, be a little gentler or a little more understanding or be the one to extend that branch when you get into that sort of conflict because they know you're hurting a lot more than they are in that situation. Yeah, one of the most important things for connection too that I want to talk about a little bit here is vulnerability. One of the reasons we get caught up in the whole being right and we want the other person to do the work is because we're afraid of being vulnerable. Especially when we feel like one of our hurt spots have been, you know, poked and bruised. That is the hardest time to be vulnerable, but is also the best time to be vulnerable. And that goes along with being able to explain to people your feelings and stuff like that. That requires a certain level of vulnerability, but the more direct you can be with people, the better. Like, honestly, one of the best things you can do for yourself and for other people is to get very in touch with your feelings to learn to be vulnerable and to learn to articulate that well. Things get so messy when we aren't direct. Like I can't tell you the amount of times I've had people be like, this person just doesn't like get this thing. I really want them to know this thing. And I'm like, okay, well, have you told them? And they're like, well, I've been dropping hints. Oh, the hints. The hints, yeah. And it's like, you cannot expect people to be able to read your mind. That's not fair and you are setting yourself up for failure just because you understand something or you think you're dropping really helpful hints doesn't mean they're gonna get it. So the easiest way for you and for other people is to just be direct, even though it's scary. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Exactly, like nobody can read your mind and it's not fair to you or them. First of all, you're in your own little world, okay? Like no one's seeking hints all the time. And secondly, it's just, you're sitting there, sitting on this problem that you have, or you know, this upset that you have, waiting for somebody else to fix it for you, to pick up on it and fix it. You more than them are being upset by this, are not benefiting from this. They're off in their own little world, like they're fine. They're not picking up your hints. You're literally holding on to this and expecting them to pick up on it and fix it. And you're really just digging yourself a hole, I feel. Um, another thing I wanted just to mention is you talked about vulnerability and like being able to open up to your partner about your past traumas or your pain points. Like, holy crap, that's scary because you're literally drawing somebody a map of how to hurt you. Yeah. But that same map can be used to help connect with you and support you. So I can absolutely see how that is a terrifying concept. And obviously you may want to start this with someone you really, really trust. But vulnerability really is key because it can help connect you with people and get support where you need it. One other reason it can be really helpful, as you, as you say with the map, is like when you are very clear with people about what your, um, you know, your hurt spots are, what are touchy things and what you want, it becomes so much easier to tell if that person 
is a worthwhile person to be having a relationship with. Because it's so easy. I know in past relationships I had it where I was like, well, they don't do this or this and I really wish they would. But I didn't tell them. Did you tell them? I didn't just tell them that that's what I wanted. And so I couldn't really gauge if they were actually someone who was going to commit to doing that for me because I just never asked for it. We did talk about talking about your hurt spots and maybe past experiences and stuff like that. But another on the flip side, on the happier side of this, it's really great when you can express directly what you want. Like particularly, I don't want to get too deep into this, but you know, we, as a society, we're very sexually repressed and that's like physicality particularly is something where it's really hard to express what you want. And we have so much shame around this, but The antidote to shame is to talk about things. You feel better when you talk about things. Mm -hmm. And it's important that you choose people you trust and you build that trust and you open up gradually because when we sort of unload all this stuff on people right away, that can be problematic for relationships also. But, you know, learning to be able to open up to people and articulate what you want, what hurts you, like your relationships will get so much better I promise totally like being able to tell people what you want whether it's about sex whether it's about how to support you and they show up and do exactly what you said you needed wow and what you you know need to feel better like damn I'm gonna keep you around like if somebody (laughs) if somebody doesn't show up for you like that especially when you drew them a damn map okay then why are you keeping them around like what are they adding to you if they can't support you and give you what you need yeah what's the point yeah absolutely and I think what happens when you're on the flip side of that and you're very beholden to shame and fear and one thing I've also seen happen in a lot of relationships and is when people are scared of losing people sometimes Mm. what they'll do is try to control them like I know I've had several different people I've talked to before in the past who were afraid of their um, partner like cheating on them or being with other people or something. And so they tried to restrict them by like looking through their social media and looking through their phone and being like, you can't talk to people, you know, of this gender or whatever. And it's like, when you do that, not only can you not control people. And so if someone really wanted to engage in that behavior, that isn't going to stop them. But when you do that, you are basically setting up a billboard that says, I don't trust you, which just drives Mm -hmm. people away. And that is an example of you're holding a deep belief that you need to control other people for them to not leave you. And that we could, that could be a whole other (laughs) podcast, but you know, that's rooted in fear and that's not taking personal responsibility. That's, Asking other people to cater to your insecurity, which is very unhealthy for everyone involved. And very different than asking or telling them what you need to be supported in times of distress. Yes. Very different. Yes. I do really quickly, since we're on um, personal responsibility and relationships, and I think this is very relevant, and because I just did a whole uh, stream about this, is talking briefly about boundaries, because... Another important thing to learn about yourself uh, in terms of personal responsibility is learning about your boundaries. And that is also probably going to be its whole other, it can be a whole other podcast probably sometime, but it's one of those things where 
kind of like, you know, the drawing of the map and knowing exactly what you want and stuff, it allows you to set very clear boundaries. And when people cross those boundaries, you have a much better idea of like, okay, well, you knew that was a boundary Mm -hmm. and how did you handle it? And do I want someone who handles it like that in my life? Exactly. Because drawing the boundaries and saying, this is what I need from you to support me in these times, they both tell you what kind of person this is and whether they're going to show up for you and respect you or not. Because again, they're not guessing. You're not leaving them guessing. You're not dropping hints. You're literally writing it out for them and they decide what they do with it, right? Like you can't control other people do and doing that will only make things worse, but you can offer them insight in how to connect with you, how to support you, how to not offend you or upset you, you know, to a, to a degree. To a degree. Um, and then you can learn to accept others as they come, you know, and if they can provide that for you, then you have you're basically set up for success and for connecting with people. Yeah, one last point I think I'd like to finish with is that it's really important to know what you want from people, what your boundaries are, what upsets you. And then it is important to understand that absolutely no one is obligated to give you any of those things or respect any of those things. It's ideal and people do, and we want to surround ourselves with people who do respect those things. But, you know, if someone doesn't want to respect you when you are being clear, it's time to, you know, move them out of your life. Give them the heave ho, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's important to frequently be checking in with yourself about these kinds of things, because what we want what hurts us and what doesn't changes over time. And it's important to know what's going on inside you because something that worked for you might not work for you anymore or something that really bothered you might not bother you anymore. So it's good to continue to reflect. So we understand now what personal responsibility is and how acknowledging it can help us resolve conflict and connect with others. So how do we actually become more personally responsible? Well, I think to start off with one really important one is to learn to separate failure and your mistakes from your identity and to embrace it, you know, get comfy with the discomfort of doing things wrong and people not liking what you're doing or stuff like that and understand that I failed is not the same as I am a failure. And Along with that, focus on learning, not being perfect. Wanting to be perfect is based in fear because we worry that if we're not perfect, people won't like us or we'll leave or whatever. But the I, like the best goal and my goal is to always be learning and growing and being better than I was yesterday or last month or last year. Not being perfect because you are never going to be perfect and it's no fun being perfect anyway. <laughs> That's right. Um, Like you're never going to perfectly respond to a situation because we all have these deep ingrained habits and, you know, thoughts and subconscious beliefs. But something that I find really helpful in becoming more personally responsible is being able to recognize and reflect on your knee jerk reactions. So just because we've talked about this, like if someone poked something that you've had past trauma from, you obviously, and rightfully so, get like a certain level of upset without much prompting. But being able to recognize that, and you know, you may recognize that later, but you'll be able to reflect 
and possibly learn more in the future about how you can basically walk yourself away from that ledge. Yeah, and I think going along with that with recognizing and reflecting is taking a moment when something upsets you to to do this reflecting before you respond can be really helpful. It can be super helpful to be like, okay, that really upset me. Hey, I need a second to reflect on why this upset me. And then taking the time for that is way more useful than being like, I can't believe you said that. That was so rude or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. And that will likely help diffuse the situation because thinking and acting, you know, while you're deep in an emotion is usually not very effective. And if you can give it some space, I mean, it's obviously easier if it was like, a text or an email, but if it's in person, like it's okay to say, you know what, like I need to take a minute and I will get back to you on that. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And it's also helpful when dealing with somebody else as well is to assess the situation from both perspectives. I need to work on this for sure, you know, getting out of that like I'm right mentality and like, why are you upset? But some helpful things to think about would be, why did I react this way? How did I perceive their actions? And then how do I think that they perceived my actions, right? You have Mm -hmm. to kind of try to get in their heads as well. So then you can see both sides of the situation because it helps you be a bit more compassionate to where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. And like also if you, the other person is in a place to have a conversation, you can ask them how they perceived your actions to be and understand that perception is not, reality it's still important it's important to know how you perceive things to be how they perceive things to be but that doesn't mean that's true yeah exactly and the last one i want to end off with and i think we all need to work on this is letting go of being right and of wanting to be in control and focusing on reconnecting with people when you know things go wrong and acting out of love for yourself and for other people and not out of fear. Taking personal responsibility is not a sign of weakness. It shows that you're strong enough to acknowledge the role that you played in a situation and not cower behind excuses or blame. It shows that you're a constantly learning, growing and evolving human being. Thanks so much for hitting play today. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it on your feed, or leave a review. You can find Lindsay online at Lindsay Mick on Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-C-K-K. You can find me, Max, on Twitch as Queen Waddles, that's Q-W-E-E-N-W-A-D-D-L-E-S, or on YouTube and Twitter at Life of Wads. We hope you'll join us again on the next episode of the Dealing With It podcast. Thanks for listening. 